Yeah, so I would say the biggest thing is to um, take an idea and put it into action. Don't just think about things that you can do and just leave them there as thoughts. Actually do something with them, build something, um, because that's what separates you from every other person that just has ideas. Welcome to Thriving United. If you're an innovator, an entrepreneur, or someone who relentlessly pursues success, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Gregory Alexander, discussing how to grind, grow, and succeed as an entrepreneur. You only have one life, so live it. I invite you to build something bigger than yourself, to create value and change the lives of others to ultimately change the world. With that said, let's thrive. What is up, Thrivers? I'm your host, Gregory Alexander, and today I'm speaking with an individual who has unparalleled passion for entrepreneurship, Corey Purvis. Corey is a 19-year-old who has relentlessly pushed the boundaries of what is possible, from starting his own successful dog-sitting business at nine years old to growing an Instagram page to over 18,000 followers in under two years, he has continuously developed his passion for sales, marketing, and business in general. Now, Corey has paved a path into an apprenticeship with Praxis, a career-launching platform for those who don't rely on third-party credentials. Instead, they become their own credential. Today, we're going to dive deep into his journey to uncover how he has continuously created value to push himself to his next opportunity. Needless to say, but I am very excited. Corey, welcome to Thriving United. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. Sweet. That's great to hear. So, if you will, fill us in on anything that I missed and tell us what is the main thing you are currently doing on your journey. Yeah, so right now I'm on the placement team at Praxis and there I'm doing a lot of business development work, working on getting us new business partners in the network. And then I'm also working with participants a lot in uh, actually module five, uh, getting them ready for the job hunt and for actual placement to start and just getting them prepared with all those skills they need to navigate the job hunt and be successful in it. Sweet. Okay. So yeah, now I definitely want to dig into that. So um, I want to start at the beginning of your journey and we'll work our way to practice and all of the goods about that. Um, so I want to start with your dog business. Um, will you please share that story, including why you decided to start it and the obstacles you faced? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I was, I was nine years old at the time. Uh, my brother and I were homeschooled, so we um, were just looking for a way to make some money uh, because we had a lot of free time because homeschooling doesn't take as much time as regular school. Um, so we decided to start a dog sitting business because uh, we we like dogs and we figured why not um, make some money off of this. So we went door to door. We were handing out flyers to people in our neighborhood we had my mother uh, sharing the word around about our business. And eventually we got some customers and a lot of repeat customers, which was awesome. And it was successful for many years. We had a lot of business and that was kind of the, the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. That was uh, a really awesome experience learning all that stuff at nine years old. Mm. So did you have any obstacles that came up uh, that you had to, that you had to overcome? Yeah. So I think the, the main thing was just uh, keeping 
customers coming in because uh, like at times we didn't have as much business and other times, you know, depending on the season uh, with like people taking vacations and all that. Um, but I think that one of the other main things was utilizing the space we had for our business because of course I was living with my parents and siblings at the time. So just figuring out a good balance with that when, you know, sometimes we would have seven dogs in our house and it would be a little hectic. So we had to figure out how to make that work best. Uh, I think that was like the main challenge, um, just working everything out with keeping everything clean and organized. Did you did you face any resistance when it came to your age and people taking you seriously? Yeah, that was definitely another thing. Um, but uh, kind of like the value add that we brought is that, you know, we we had a lot of experience with animals before we had a big fenced in yard and we charged less than everyone else. So a lot of people would come to us and they would like that because they knew we were around all day. They knew that we were going to give their dogs, you know, that, that personal attention that every dog owner wants. Um, so that was something that really brought um, a lot more business to us, just the cheaper price and the more personal relationship uh, when their dog was staying at our house. All right. Yeah, I get that. So how do you think you've grown from that experience? I know you said that that's kind of pushed you into loving entrepreneurship more. Um, but how did you grow from that? Or how did that leverage you into your next opportunity? Yeah, I think the the main takeaway I got from that whole experience was just learning how to communicate at such a young age, um, which is plays such a big part in your career and your future, just learning how to communicate with those that are older than you. And especially in that, you know, side of uh, running a business at such a young age and communicating with uh, owners of dogs and making sure they're satisfied and happy with our service. Mm. So at what point did you decide that you were going to start your Instagram page? Yeah, so I believe it was June of 2017 um, when I actually got that off the ground. Um, but originally... I was, uh, yeah, I was at a, uh, I had a job at a golf course for a while and I was kind of trying to get out of that and get into something else. So I was very into like online, uh, di different ways to make money online. I guess you can say that I was looking into that a lot and I want to kind of wanted to build my own thing. So I came across some stuff about like, um, social media marketing and affiliate marketing and all that stuff. And I figured, you know, why not make something, build something that I'm passionate about and kind of see where I can take it. So I started that in June of 2017 and it really, um, I was just really consistent with it. I never stopped posting every single day, three times a day in the beginning, um, which really benefited me in the long run to where, I am now, I think I'm almost at 21,000 followers and it's been just a little over or almost two years now, I think coming up on that in like 10 days. Um, so definitely um, just being consistent. That was the main thing I uh, learned from that and how to grow quickly, I guess you can say. Right. So what was that growth curve like? Yeah. So in the beginning, 
I, I was growing. I wasn't really growing much in the beginning. Um, but as I continued for a few months, I began to like see a lot more growth in numbers every day. I was, I think I was growing at like 50 to a hundred followers every day, which was pretty crazy. And then I just continued to, I spend a lot of time on it, whether it was like engaging with other people, collaborating with other pages, whatever it was, I spent a ton of time on it trying to grow it quickly because once you're at a, you know, a higher number, you don't really have to put as much time into it um, as like right now, I don't put a ton of time into it because I, I still, I'm still growing um, just because of the number I'm at right now. So people see that and they know that I'm somewhat well known. So they want to follow that. Right. And that makes a lot of sense. So I want to touch on analysis and readjustment uh, of your actions. Can you give us an example of a point in time when you noticed that a certain tactic wasn't working to help grow it and how you switch pivot or flipped something to help uh, propel it in the upward direction? Yeah, definitely. So um, in the beginning, I was posting mainly, you know, like pictures, um, not so much videos, which is all I post now. Um, but I realized that um, sort of in the beginning from trial and error that you know, videos would get a lot more engagement, a lot more views. Um, so I kind of switched my focus to just videos. And um, eventually that's that's all I've been doing. And it's it's just so much more engagement all around than than pictures would get, especially in like the the niche I'm in with baseball. Um, people don't really want to see pictures; they want to see highlights, videos, um, whatever it may be. But that was the kind of the biggest change I made in the beginning that I noticed worked a lot, and that I just took and ran with it. Right. So for the listeners out there who are looking to improve their marketing skills, what do you think that they should be doing to help grow? Yeah, well, always, always be learning, always be, you know, uh, looking into the numbers side of everything, because that, that can show you a lot about what you're doing. And if you're not doing it right. Um, so yeah, just always be looking out for new things that come up. I think that's something I learned a lot too is um, just the never ending changes of social media and how everything works, the algorithms, all that stuff. Uh, that was something that changed a lot throughout the two years that I really doubled down on my uh, page on there. So yeah, just pay attention to all the trends going on and the numbers and make the, the changes that you need to make to be better and be bigger. I love it, man. All right. So what point did Praxis come into play for you? Yeah. So this is sort of a funny story. Um, I was my senior year of high school. I was pretty much set on going to community college uh, for accounting. I was kind of into the, the financial side of things. So I was pretty set on going to college. Like I said, uh, one day my dad talked to me about Praxis and he saw Isaac Morehouse, the CEO on Fox News. And he said, you know, he was telling me a lot about it and how I should check it out. So I did. And I guess the the main thing for me was I didn't really think there was another option for me besides college. So once I found Praxis, I was like, wow, like 
I want to do this. Like I don't need college to, you know, eventually be an entrepreneur one day because I can do practice, get a lot of experience and then one day be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. That's actually really interesting to me because it seems like your story is reverse for most people yeah because a lot of people you know they discover the a praxis program and then they have to convince their parents about it right that's just a wild angle how do you why do you think that was in your case reverse that way yeah well i think just like the main thing i said just before that i didn't think there was another option for me um and i didn't want to be in the situation where um i did i wouldn't be able to get a job and have a career because I didn't really, I didn't want to do like sort of a trade. Um, so I didn't, I, I didn't really know there was a different option and, and I was kind of just like college is the only thing. And I didn't, I guess I didn't really put much effort into searching for alternatives. Um, so I think that was the main thing for me, but once I found it, I was all in on it. And it was funny that like, once I got accepted, my parents were a little, skeptical about it and i i kind of still had to convince them (laughs) that's interesting so did your parents go to college um my mom went to college and my dad did not go to college okay so they were kind of already open to alternatives i gotcha yeah definitely all right so uh i'm assuming convincing was pretty easy yeah it it was it was more on the, the easy side i guess than a lot of other people i would imagine so what do you think was your biggest failure slash learning experience as you went through the program as a participant? Yeah, honestly, I think the biggest thing for me was um, the project module, module two, um, where you're building that, that project and documenting it. I think uh, looking back on it now that I could have done such a like better job on that whole module and I kind of uh, look back on it sometimes and be like wow like this is like not the the quality I would have wanted but it's it just shows me how much I've grown since then as well so I think that was the biggest like disappointment in myself was just that whole module building the project and just not having it as much quality work as I would have um, now. So I think that was like my biggest failure, but yeah. Uh, what was your project? What'd you decide to do? Yeah, so I actually did a um, video series on MailChimp and how to use it and um, just different techniques with MailChimp. So it was, I think it was a 13 part video series. And it was funny because back then when I was in the program, I was more interested in marketing um, as a sort of career path, but I kind of switched lanes to sales as I learned more about that. So it was funny how that kind of switched in the middle of the program for me. Why do you think that switch happened? Yeah, so I was just um, like learning more about the the whole sales aspect and the whole business to business sales. Um, and I was just like pretty interested in that and I thought I'd be good at it because I've always been uh, sort of a competitive person um, playing sports for my whole life so I thought I would be good at it and obviously there's a lot of money in sales but um, that wasn't really my main focus I was just 
I just knew what I could bring into a sales role. And I thought that would be more valuable for me and for the company than going into marketing. Okay. So I do want to talk about uh, your position that you have now at Praxis. Yeah. Um, so I talk a lot about creating value on this show. I want to dive deep into the process of how you landed the job. Uh, for anyone listening, I want them to know the ins and outs of how to build yourself, pitch yourself to a company, uh, and build yourself some more to go above and beyond at your current role. And I think you're getting a lot of practice in that. Um, so what was your experience like landing the apprenticeship at Praxis? Yeah. So, um, landing the job at Praxis, as far as that, um, I was kind of just in placement, um, building value props every week. And, uh, this opportunity kind of came about where, um, TK Coleman reached out to me and said, like, we're interested in you, uh, for this position. Uh, would you want to hop on a call and uh, learn more about it? So I did that. And he, kind of told me more about the, what I would be doing in the position. And I was interested, of course. And he said, uh, we're, we're talking to like seven people. So make a value prop and have it in by the end of the week. And then we'll go uh, forward if we want to interview you or what. So I did that. And I actually built a value prop that same day. And I had it done by the next day. So within 24 hours of me talking to him, I sent that in, um, which was definitely a big part in me getting the job. So um, I knew that I knew that would be a big thing. So I did it and I did it quickly. And eventually, uh, the, it, it all happened in about a week when they from the initial uh, reaching out and then to officially making me the offer. So it happened really fast, but I'm glad and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. <laughs> so so what was your value proposition? Yeah, so I actually built um, a list of leads for potential business partners that we would be able to reach out to and I think I built like 30 leads. Uh, I put them in a spreadsheet with a bunch of additional information. And then I also made a, a cold email sequence that we that they might want to use for cold outreach to these potential business partners. Gotcha. So what was the interview like? Yeah, so I interviewed uh, with Sheridan, who's actually like my supervisor now. But um the interview was pretty, um, pretty much just like getting to know more about me and my goals and uh, what I wanted to get out of potentially working at Praxis. Um, so it wasn't anything like crazy. It was just like to see if, you know, we really wanted this. Um, so it was just one interview and I ended up getting the position, uh, I think that same day. Sweet. Okay. So since working there, and I know you haven't worked it long, um, what has been your biggest challenge? Yeah. Um, I think my biggest challenge is just trying to figure out um, the best way to be most efficient with my time every day. Because um, in a startup, it practice is just like a lot of startups in, in some ways. Um, but we obviously, we have a lot of responsibilities uh, in our day-to-day -day work. So I think the, the biggest challenge I, I st I'm still facing this is just 
being most efficient with my time and figuring out uh, what works best for that as far as my my day-to-day tasks. And on top of that, how what's one specific way that you've been able to add or create value for the company? Yeah, I think um, just like overall communicating with with the team, I think that's the biggest way I, I've been able to add value, just uh, being on top of everything and getting everything done uh, right there and not waiting. Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing for me. Okay, so I'm going to go a little more outside of your story um, and just ask you a few questions. Uh, so maybe some of my listeners have an overwhelming feeling that college isn't right for them. Maybe they're on the fence about it. If they were to opt out of college, what should they start doing with your time instead? Yeah, so I would say just start building something, whether that's some kind of business, uh, whatever it is, whatever you're passionate about, whatever kind of career path you want to get into, build something that would be valuable to yourself and others, learn a new skill, document it, um, build a, try to build your own business, um, whatever you're passionate about and whatever you think would be valuable for yourself and those um, learning more about what you're building. I think that's the, the biggest thing you can do um, if you, you're not interested in the college path. Right, All right on man. So, I'm going to hit you with a few short answer questions. Uh, what is one personal habit that you can attribute to your growth? Yeah. So I think one personal thing for me is um, I, this, this doesn't really apply to, I guess it doesn't directly apply to work, but something I like to do every day is work out um, in the gym. So I think that's something that allows me to, you know, get away from, um, sort of thinking about work all the time and being able to just stay in shape and get that time off to clear my mind of everything. I agree with that. I do that as well. So uh, what is the best advice you've ever received? Hmm. The best advice I've ever received, I would say um, to um, do whatever you know, you're, you're most passionate about in life and don't listen to people who tell you um, that you won't be able to reach those goals. And on the flip side, what is the worst advice you've ever received? Um, I would say something along the lines of uh, you need a degree to uh, be successful or you should get a degree because you'll be better off in the future. Why do you think that? Um, just because, I mean, you don't need a degree to be successful. <laughs> and um, I just think that there's so many different ways like practice to uh, build your career and sort of skip out on the years of college that are, are not giving you what you need to uh, be successful in the job hunt and be successful in the job. Right. So now I'm going to throw some words at you. Uh, I would just want you to speak on whatever comes to your mind when thinking about this word slash topic. Uh, all right. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. First word, freedom. Freedom, uh, everything. Freedom's everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So what is what does freedom mean to you? What it, if you are to be freer, um, what does that mean for you? I think the the ability to do what you're most passionate about, kind of going back to what I was saying before, um, having the ability to uh, learn what you want and to you know do what you want with your career rather than you know, the, the college uh, route where you have to take certain classes and you have to do certain things. Right, right on, man. So the next word is entrepreneurship. Mm. Yeah, this is entrepreneurship is um, the it's I think it's a, a touchy uh, subject for some people um, because some people take it uh, very lightly and other people um, take it um, to, to the most extreme. So I would say entrepreneurship can be, you know, thinking like an entrepreneur and um, having that drive and that um, independence to build something and do something with yourself by yourself and um, just taking something and running with it. Right. And so the next one will be something that ties into what you're saying. Um, It's very important, I think, for entrepreneurship, and that is value creation. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of everything, um, creating value. Um, That's how you can impress people. That's how you can get hired. Um, That's how you can keep your job, get promoted. Um, it's there's so many different facets of value creation that mean so much and I actually have a short little story about uh, this topic um, the other day so the CEO of a company messaged me the other day on LinkedIn and he was asking me pretty much if I needed a job and or if I landed a job with Praxis so this guy um, was the CEO of this company that I made a value prop for about three or four months ago. And he, I'm guessing he saw that and he remembered it. So he reached out to me and eventually I was able to kind of turn that around into um, actually making him a customer and a business partner. So that was a really cool little uh, source of events that happened and just showed you how, uh, when you create value for a company, you know, they, they may not um, tell you or um, say anything to you immediately, but it could come back and be, you know, really valuable for the future. And it just shows you what that does and uh, how that can be really valuable for yourself. That's actually a really awesome story. What comes to mind is this whole, the saying action begets action and uh, value begets uh, value creation. So I just think that's really cool how you just pivoted that and turned that into an opportunity. That's yeah. awesome, man. So, so, so what is one book you would recommend to the audience to help them, uh, either continuously grow or, uh, get, if they're thinking about entrepreneurship, how they can go towards that, anything to help develop themselves. What's a book that's recommended? Yeah. So, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't read a lot of books. Um, so, I would say kind of like I, I'm a more or more of a podcast person. So Same. yeah, so I, I love listening to like 
uh, Gary V, Grant Cardone, um, just those, you know, uh, entrepreneurs and yeah, I don't, I don't think I can really think of a book to read, but I'm sure there's a lot of great, great books out there. Yeah, no, I'll link those podcasts down in the show notes for the yeah. listeners. Um, and how can the audience find out more about you and what you do? Yeah. So you can, uh, go on my website, coreypurvis.com and, uh, you can follow me on social media if you want to LinkedIn, um, and that's that's all on my website as well. Okay, sweet. And and how can they get in contact with you if they have any more questions for you specifically? Yeah, so you can you can email me at Corey at discoverpraxis.com and uh, I will get back to you very shortly. <laughs> Sweet. So we are going to wrap it up here. If you have any parting advice, encouragement, et cetera, for my listeners to help them discover what makes them come alive and pave their own path, um, maybe um, go into entrepreneurship, please share that now. Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing is to um, take an idea and put it into action. Don't just think about things that you can do and just leave them there as thoughts. Actually do something with them, build something. Um, because that's what separates you from every other person that just has ideas. Mm, well said, man. Well, thank you, Corey, uh, for sharing your time and your story with the Thriving United community. You're definitely an inspiration. I can't wait to follow you as you continue on your journey. It's been a pleasure, and I hope you have a great day, man. Yeah, thanks so much. Hey Thrivers, I just want to say thanks again for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask that you rate and review on whatever medium you're listening to this episode on. Uh, just a few follow-up thoughts on this episode. Uh, I really enjoyed speaking with Corey Purvis today. Um, I think he has some valuable insight into what it really means to create value to propel yourself forward in your career. Whether that means to creating value through your own business that you're starting or creating value at a company you're working for, it's very important to take the ideas and the thoughts you have that other people might have as well and actually put them into action. Um, Most people don't do that. Most people just let them sit around and they don't act out of fear or whatever it might be. But actually taking the time to implement those thoughts and ideas that you have from analyzing your current situation, analyzing the company situation. What are their needs? What are they struggling with? Um, how? What, it, what are the numbers? What are the analytics? Uh, how can you switch, pivot, or flip your actions to produce uh, upward results? Um, so always analyzing what you're doing, how effective it is, and where the company's at. Um, that's how you how you create value. Um, So it's all about that. And especially when you're trying to uh, get a job or land a job, uh, looking and analyzing for the company from the outside, creating value propositions. Again, just putting your thoughts and ideas into action. So if you enjoyed the show, if you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to me or Curry. We'd love to talk to you. And with that said, keep grinding, keep growing. Let's thrive.